When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is the Roger Stone Show on 77 WABC. A man who's gone through hell, but he's kept going and he's smart and he's strong and people love him. Not everybody, but people love him and respect him. Roger Stone. Now, here's Roger Stone. Welcome back. This is Roger Stone on the Roger Stone Show here at 77 WABC Radio. 77 WABC, where we're making AM radio great again. Don't forget to grab that 77 WABC Radio app, download it to your cell phone, so you don't miss any of the amazing programming commentary or entertainment we have here at 77 WABC. Joining me now uh, to talk about the decision announced this past week by Robert F. Kennedy Jr. to become an independent candidate for president, the first major independent candidate for president since billionaire Ross Perot, uh, is Troy Smith, who is the uh, editor-in-chief of Rare.us. He joins us now to discuss an extraordinary piece that he published this week entitled, RFK's Independent Candidacy Raises a Reexamination of His Record. Troy Smith of Rare US, welcome to The Roger Stone Show. Roger, it is an honor to be here on the radio with you today to discuss Robert F. Kennedy's, uh, you know, independent candidacy, uh, especially at this time where you know, the election's heating up and we have so many different factors coming in in an attempt to interfere with the election from people that have been doing this for a long time. So it's an honor to be here and to speak with you on this topic today. Uh, well, you, uh, you're quite a writer. I, this, pic- this piece uh, caught my eye. Uh, to set the table here, if I must, uh, I uh, have only met Robert F. Kennedy one time. It was a conference at which we both spoke. Uh, I'm impressed with him. He is highly uh, intelligent. Uh, he's an extraordinarily, I think, effective candidate, despite his, what I think is a congenital speech impediment which he does not let get in the way of his being an extraordinarily effective communicator. Uh, he has a very positive, uh, upbeat, unifying message. Almost reminds me of Ronald Reagan in that sense. Uh, but I now think that he has undertaken an extraordinarily different course. First of all, uh, those uh, all over social media who say, that I have advised him to run, that I am uh, urged him to run, that I am ur- advising his campaign, that's uh, nonsense. I'm 100% for Donald Trump. Everyone knows it. Uh, I do admire a couple of Robert Kennedy's 
issue positions, particularly the ones that he has stressed, uh, uh, health, freedom, uh, a closing our southern border, uh, a healthy, healthy skepticism, and a deep understanding of the actual history uh, in Ukraine. But that's not the complete story uh, of Robert Kennedy, is it? Uh, no, it's not, Roger. And when people are looking at, you know, this field now with RFK as an independent, I think it's important to remember that RFK peaked at 19 percent in Democrat polls. So this guy didn't see a lot of Democrat support, really. And if he did, he would still be in the race as a Democrat. Now, it's interesting when you look at who is supporting Kennedy, because it's largely a conservative group. Uh, that is his base. And really, when you dive into his causes, uh, the things that he's promoted over the years, he's very pro-abortion. He has endorsed people like Hillary Clinton, Al Gore, Barack Obama, Bernie Sanders, Gavin Newsom. He's called the NRA a terrorist group uh, in 2018. Uh, and, and he wants to outlaw fracking. And, and just keep in mind, folks, when we talk about outlawing fracking, uh, the Marcellus Shale uh, Reserve of, of natural gas in the northeast United States has enough energy in it to power the world for over 100 years. So w when we talk about outlawing fracking, we are talking about stopping the development of economies not only here but around the world. Um, and, and on green energy, Roger, I mean, there is literally no distinction between Robert F. Kennedy and Greta Thunberg. And it's interesting to see these conservatives line up behind his campaign. It's almost as if they are not aware of his history, or maybe they're only focusing on some of the things that you talked about that I think the Trump base and conservatives could get behind, like stopping the war in Ukraine and things of that nature. Well, part of this may be the fact that he has essentially been blackballed by the mainstream media. So even when he did get very briefly at the beginning of his Democratic candidacy on, uh, say, ABC, or NBC, uh, CBS, his interviews were very heavily edited because uh, the producers decided that they didn't want him spreading, quote-unquote, disinformation. Uh, and then after that, uh, he gets no coverage at all out of MSNBC or CNN, other than to say negative coverage, branding him as a conspiracy theorist because his very articulate uh, questioning of the safety and the effectiveness uh, of uh, the COVID-19 vaccination, as well as other vaccinations uh, and therefore his campaign to date has pretty much largely been covered uh, by podcast media by alternative podcast media like joe rogan for example who is an iconoclast and covers subjects left and right uh, uh, but beyond that it has been alternative conservative media which is committed to no censorship, which has given him a platform, which I think may have led people to believe that he may be more conservative than he actually is. Well, exactly, Roger. And when you look at why the media blackballed him, it's very telling. 
You know, uh, we look at his uh, anti-vaccinate, you know, COVID vaccine stance, and there's a broader vaccine, anti-vaccine sentiment that's there. Um, and, and that was probably, like you said, I think the biggest reason he was blackballed. But I think another big piece of this is something that we've also covered on Rare.us, which is uh, his belief that the CIA was involved in the murder of his father, RFK Sr., and uh, his uh, uncle, JFK. Uh, and I think that when you examine that, I think the American people, they somebody who is censored by the media, somebody who uh, is, is a target of the same censorship that Donald Trump endured, uh, is going to resonate with the American people. And I think that in in their uh, rush to find people that are making sense, I mean, it's it's no short order that we have people like Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez on TV. Uh, when you put RFK, even with his uh, you know, speech problems, he's, he's, he's so eloquent, and he, he actually speaks about the things that Americans care about. When you put him next to the politicians really on the left or the right, I think he kind of shows them up even with his problems. So you're kind of putting these false idols next to somebody who, you know, say what you want about RFK. He actually has had a legitimate career Uh, politically. I think there's a lot of things that conservatives would disagree with, but he's not somebody who has, you know, kind of lived off of the government dole like Bernie Sanders or somebody like that. This is somebody who has actually lived in the private sector. So it's not a, to me, it's more about the fact that he actually has substance, whereas most of the political types in Washington, D.C. and around the country really have no substance at all. So that is resonating with the American people. I think one of the questions uh, that people don't focus on uh, is how difficult it is to actually get on the ballot uh, as an independent candidate for president, not a minor party candidate for president, which, by the way, is difficult enough as it is, but as a uh, as a uh, independent party candidate. Uh, this is uh, a process in which you have 50 different state laws, uh, and the state laws are, are written by Republicans and Democrats working together uh, to make ballot access Uh, as difficult as humanly possible. You see, the major party candidates don't want competition. And therefore, these state laws are written in such a way to be as complicated, uh, as arcane, uh, as expensive, uh, as as labor-intensive as you can possibly imagine. Uh, Now, there are a few states, they tend to be smaller states, where you just pay a simple filing fee and you get on the ballot. But in order to be a truly viable presidential campaign, uh, Robert F. Kennedy has to get on the ballot in enough states to theoretically win 270 electoral votes. That's the number of votes that one needs to be uh, elected president. This is no small or mean feat. Uh, I worked with Governor Gary Johnson, the former governor of New Mexico, in 2012. I briefly bolted the party of Lincoln myself uh, when they nominated Mitt Romney. Uh, I'm still proud of it. Uh, uh, Gary Johnson was a fine and qualified Uh, Libertarian Party candidate for governor. 
Uh, he was a conservative-oriented libertarian. Uh, but the party status at that time gave you automatic ballot access in about 30 states, and then you only had to petition your way on in another 20 states. And the party spent a full year planning and budgeting for that effort. Uh, I'm still not convinced uh, that, the, that Robert Kennedy uh, has the horsepower, uh, both financially uh, and in terms of bodies, to qualify uh, to get on the ballot. Uh, let me also say that the time frame that they afford you to do this is purposely extraordinarily short. So they typically require a very large number of deadly accurate certified voter signatures on a petition that must be collected in a very short period of time. Here is the, the big parlor game in American politics today, and that is if he is on the ballot as an independent, and that is an enormous if, as I just stated, does he take a disproportionate number of votes from President Donald Trump, the presumptive Republican nominee, or does he take a disproportionate number of votes from Joe Biden or whoever ends up as the Democratic Party nominee? A Zogby poll uh, put out by a, uh, a uh, super PAC affiliated uh, with Robert F. Kennedy uh, would tell you that he takes a disproportionate but small number of votes from Donald Trump, whereas a Rasmussen poll uh, would show you that he takes a disproportionate number uh, of votes, uh, in this case, from Joe Biden. Uh, I think it's extraordinarily early uh, to make any of those calculations. Troy, what do you think? Well, Roger, I think you're right in saying that it's early. But what what I'm looking at is is basically, I mean, look, if if RFK was pulling a disproportionate amount of votes from Biden, he would still be running as a Democrat for president. He decided to run as an independent because his support is more broad across the board. And the fact is, his voter base can't, couldn't vote in the Democrat primaries in a lot of states. And they, they couldn't support him. So this guy has decided to run as an independent because he doesn't have the Democrat support necessary to challenge Biden for the nomination. Now, if we're talking about RFK as an independent, I could see him doing well in some of in New England and around Boston and things like that. I could see him doing well, you know, but I, I, I don't see him challenging Joe Biden for the state. You know, this is a guy that's going to perform um, decently, you know, not, I wouldn't say he's going to be over 19% or anything like that. I mean, he's, he'll pull a little bit from Joe Biden in the blue states, but what the, da the damage that's going to be done is if he's able to get on the ballot in, say, a Texas that has become closer and closer over the years, or a, a, a Florida that even most of the time is pretty close, you know, we see uh, he's going to pull disproportionately from Trump. And in states where the Democrats have been expanding their presence in the cities and expanding their ability to manipulate the vote counts and things of that nature, 
we're going to get into a very serious situation where RFK may be pulling just enough from Trump to hand Biden or whoever the Democrat is a state that we never thought they could win. Um, I'm not really sure what these people are, are saying when they say that, you know, uh, RFK is going to pull disproportionately from Joe Biden. And, and that's that's only the case. I mean, I'm not seeing that. I don't think any of the uh, evidence indicates that that's a fact or, or there's any evidence that that would confirm that. And, and the idea that he's pulling from Biden is, is really, in my opinion, just false. We're talking about somebody who's going to pull disproportionately from the conservative voter base that will be turning out for Donald Trump in 2024. Well, it, it remains to be seen. One of the things we do know historically when it comes to independent candidates is that they always run stronger earlier in the campaign. Uh, but then as Election Day uh, approaches uh, and more and more voters begin to realize uh, that their candidate has no actual chance to win and that a vote for that candidate may inadvertently elect the candidate for president they want the least, uh, their voter uh, for support uh, tends to fade. I think that could very much be a possibility here. Uh, the, the further revelations about Robert Kennedy, I think, are going to hurt him at, among Trump voters. For example, uh, he was uh, a major uh, advocate uh, and mouthpiece for the Russian collusion hoax, the idea that Russian intelligence conspired with Donald Trump's campaign to somehow win the 2016 election. Uh, he said about it, I said it in interviews, he said it in social media. I think most Trump supporters find that absolute anathema, uh, but it seems to have been lost. I will, I virtually guarantee you that if Kennedy is viewed later in this campaign as a challenge to Donald Trump, Trump's campaign and his supporters uh, are, are going to bring that up. Uh, you also have the question of reparations, which uh, I think would also be unpopular with the base of, uh, of Trump voters. Uh, that is an issue that Robert Kennedy has uh, expounded on uh, substantially. So I think there's going to be uh, an overall re-examination uh, of, of uh, Robert Kennedy's campaign. Folks, if you're just tuning in, uh, this is Roger Stone. This is The Roger Stone Show on 77 WABC Radio. Uh, and we're talking with Troy Smith, editor-in-chief of Rare.us. Uh, and uh, he has a, uh, a seminal piece uh, in which he reassesses the independent candidacy of Robert F. Kennedy Jr. Uh, and we are talking about that. Uh, do not miss this opportunity to go download the 77 WABC radio app on your cell phone so you don't miss any of the great programming just like the one we're doing right now. Troy, the other question here is one that many people I think are uh, a bit naive about, uh, and that is there is no legal requirement that candidates for president of the United States engage in a televised debate. 
the Presidential Commission on Debates uh, is not appointed by the president, is not a commission, and it is most certainly not about debate, meaning uh, this mechanism uh, has traditionally been used to limit debate. Now, the presidential debates back at the time of Nixon and Kennedy were actually sponsored by the League of Women Voters. Uh, that is no longer the case. Uh, and the Presidential Commission on Debates is chaired by the Republican and Democratic Party chairpeople, uh, and their goal is to limit debate. And the way they do that uh, is by saying, well, your, your ability to participate in the debate uh, is not based on how many states you're on the ballot in, but more precisely, uh, where you stand in the polls. So you have a chicken and egg situation in which you can't expand your support because you can't get in the debates, and you can't get in the debates because you don't have a high enough level of support. Uh, I can't see if Joe Biden is the Democratic nominee that his handlers are going to be anxious to let him go into a debate uh, with Donald Trump. People keep saying to me, well, when Robert Kennedy gets into these debates, that's his opportunity to score. The problem here is by either criteria, since we don't know how many states he's going to get in the ballot on, uh, and we don't we still haven't seen his public support break 20%, certainly not as an independent, where he seems to hover around 17. And I can tell you the Presidential Commission on Debates will quickly go change that threshold to 20, uh, and even 25 if they need to. I'm not sure that there's any guarantee that we will have presidential debates. We have not had them in every presidential campaign. We have only had them in recent presidential campaigns. Uh, and I think this would be an enormous disadvantage for uh, for Robert Kennedy. Oh, ab absolutely. I think that uh, there's there's no guarantee that he's going to be on the debate stage. And just for context for people out there, um, you know, I come from the state of Maryland, Roger, and uh, there I worked with several independent candidates. One uh, man that was running for governor, Kyle Sefcik, and he was an independent candidate, just like RFK would be running, but just on a state level. And the amount of signatures that this guy had to get, it was in, it was over 10,000. And, and not only that, but when he would turn in the signatures, cause I, I was there for the process. I watched it happen. Uh, they would, they would throw out at least 30 to 40% of the signatures because something was written in a way that they couldn't understand it or, and, and we're talking just the most minute details of the signature and the date and everything. I mean, they are so eager to throw away these signatures. So getting on the ballot, it's, it's really not the cakewalk that people think. And when we look at RFK Jr. yesterday, he was in Orlando and you're looking at the event and there's like 40 people there. And I'm sorry, but you, with 40 people in, in Florida, which has a huge population, um, you're, you're not going to get the signatures you need or, you know, in a lot of these states, you're not going to get the signatures you need because, again, people, 50 states, there's 50 different state laws on how they have to do this and how they have to get on the ballot and the percentage of the voters that they need for a petition. And as Roger said, some of them, you just walk in and pay your money. So it's uh, it's no guarantee that he's going to even be on the ballot in enough states to compete 
for the uh, for the election here. So I, I really, you know, I think you're right, Roger, in that these it, it's it's a new flashy thing that he's running as an independent. Um, but we saw that with his Democrat announcement too. He 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 rose immediately, 19 percent. He pretty much was at his peak almost immediately, and from there he slid down and down and down. And that's what I think we're going to see in this case too. I think people are excited right now, especially people who think that you know are, are in love with the idea of another Kennedy being president. And that is going to die down as we get closer. And as you said, with the blackball, uh, the blackballing going on in the media. And, and with them preventing him from getting to the debate and, and also preventing him from getting on the ballot in many states, there seems to be, in my opinion, no feasible way that he could represent a threat other than getting on the ballot in some of these very close states and pulling a disproportionate amount of voters from Donald Trump, which leads me to uh, you know question whether this is yet another attempt by the Democrats, by the establishment political class, to get Trump by a thousand cuts. If they can't indict him, they will simply insert as many people into the race as possible to try to uh, stop his run in 2024. And we see this with candidates like Chris Christie, who is not, I mean, obviously he's not running because, I mean, you take a look at the guy, it's unbelievable, but he's, he's not actually politically running either. He's running an attack campaign on Donald Trump. And when you look at across the board, a lot of these people are not candidates of substance in the Republican primary. They are candidates that are literally just there to attack Donald Trump and to raise money. And RFK right now, whether he intended to be or not, represents somebody who is one of those cuts. He's one of those establishment cuts that the political class is trying to, uh, you know, inflict on Donald Trump and prevent him from becoming president. And I think that's what the American people need to understand the most about this candidacy. Uh, one of the most riveting uh, pieces of television that I've seen in recent years was an interview this past week uh, in which uh, Sean Hannity confronted Robert Kennedy about his past endorsements of Al Gore, uh, John Kerry, Barack Obama, Hillary Clinton, by the way, in both 2016 and 2020, when she was running against Donald Trump, uh, Bernie Sanders, uh, and Gavin Newsom. Uh, Hannity also confronted uh, Robert Kennedy for calling the National Rifle Association uh, a terror group in 2018. What surprised me was that Kennedy, who is usually very fast on his feet, seemed extremely ill-prepared for this question. Uh, and uh, the aggressiveness uh, of Sean Hannity, it was riveting, riveting television, but Robert Kennedy seemed to be literally sputtering. Well, I think that we, you know, I think we, I was shocked too to see Hannity do that because, you know, I'm, I'm not the biggest fan of Sean Hannity, but, you know, uh, he did a great job there in kind of taking down RFK. I mean, he really, he really held his feet to the fire and, and that's what needs to be done because uh, I think there's a consensus out there, like you said, Roger, because of the way that Kennedy's been covered in, co in conservative media circles, that he is in fact conservative. Um, 
you and I were there in 2016, Roger. I mean, we were all there as Americans. And if you were saying to yourself that you wanted Hillary Clinton to be president, I seriously question your judgment. And I, I got to be honest. I also I know that his his condition with the speech is just a it's a condition and it, it, it's not about his thought process. It's not about, you know, it's, it's just about his you know, vocal ability. But I'm just saying it's not a good look for the United States to, to have a president that speaks the way he does. And I, I question whether, you know, it, when you get into these backdoor discussions with these other world leaders and you have to be tough and you have to be strong, it, it, it just comes off as weak. And, and if he's unprepared for a question from Sean Hannity, Lord knows you know, how prepared he would be to deal with, you know, uh, you know, the people in Iran or, or, or any of the chaos that we see right now. It's just, you know, I, I just don't think that, you know, looking at the evidence here for this piece and, and publishing this, it's just it doesn't seem to me like this guy is prepared to be president um, in, 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 in any way. Well, this is an area I'm going to disagree. I actually think um, while his uh, congenital speech condition uh, is a little off-putting uh, at the beginning, after a few minutes, frankly, I I barely uh, notice it. Uh, and uh, I, as I say, I think he's extraordinarily knowledgeable. He's very, very good on his feet. I have, with the one exception, where he seems to have been uh, flummoxed uh, by Sean Hannity, I've actually never seen him in any interview uh, with anyone where he made an assertion uh, that he could not back up with extensive documentation or a government study uh, and so on. So I think that he is uh, not to be underestimated in terms of his candidate skills, uh, but I, I do think once it becomes clear where his votes are coming from, if, this giant if, if he gets on the ballot, um, then you're going to see, for example, that bite of videotape of him endorsing Hillary Clinton in 2016 in a television ad. Uh, or, or you're going to see uh, ads branding him as anti-vaccination if the Democrats believe that he is pulling from them. So uh, it's this, this is a very early, but I think intriguing uh, conversation. Unfortunately, we are out of time, but I want to thank uh, our guest, uh, Troy Smith, uh, the editor-in-chief of Rare.us, for joining us uh, on this beautiful Sunday uh, for a discussion of the newly minted independent candidacy of Robert F. Kennedy Jr. Troy, thank you for joining us on The Roger Stone Show. It's an honor, Roger, and I just, you know, I just want to make it clear for the people out there that, you know, I, I think that going to Rare.us, we just put up the article. Uh, we'll make sure that it's front and center for everybody to see on Rare.us. I want people to check that out, and I want people to understand that when we limit American energy, when we limit the production of, of natural gas and oil. We, we destroy our chances of, of building the third world, continuing to build the United States. This is about the progress of humanity. And anybody that wants to take away our ability to access the God-given energy under our feet uh, stands to 
basically destroy the chances of building a better future. So I want people to keep that in mind, and I want them to go to rare.us. And I thank you, Roger, for the honor of talking to you on this show. All right. Thank you, Troy Smith. This is The Roger Stone Show on 77 WABC, and we'll be right back.